you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, everybody. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, or a skateboard, Wrangler, jeans are for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, all price points. Vintage re-releases Wrangler is something for everyone. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their selection of jeans, shirts, and outerwear for men and women. New styles, great fits, Wrangler, real comfortable jeans. The Around the NFL Podcast. Seacrest out. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined in a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Hello. You know what? $12 billion. Fourteen. Fourteen billion dollars. What is that? This How much the NFL getting, is worth? paid for the Twitter show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Suckers. Um... And right now we're doing a podcast with only one one ear of audio. Like we're a poor podcast, like poor people that got together in a ghetto. Wait, it's a classism this situation all of a sudden. This is a yeah. shanty town. We're going to have to press on through. We're professionals. Like it's, it's, uh, even as you're talking to me, half my brain is screaming in agony and the other one's like, what's wrong? What's going on? I mean, on? if we oh. were true broadcasting professionals, we would never allow the listener to know this is even happening. <laughs> well, that's that's a lesson of where we stand. As broadcasters. We're just bros. We just hang out and talk some skin. I don't think any of us has ever claimed to be pro-broadcasters. Um, Speak for yourself. Welcome to the Wednesday show. Greg, good mention. Good, like, subtle plug there. The Twitter show. Mm. The Around the NFL Twitter show. Had our second live show on Tuesday. I hope all you gentlemen have it pinned or have it easily accessible for the uh, listeners. Easily accessible. That right. way people I still can have, get to uh, it. I still have the launch of the Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. Well, that makes We've got a lot of irons Damn in the fire. Me. Other things are being pinned. You know. <laughs> that I'm that, being, that I'm is not surprising, Greg. Pinning currently. <laughs> okay, good. I have it pinned, so if you want to check it out, even though it's no longer live, you could watch the full show. Um, we had a lot of fun doing it with Colleen via Skype and Reggie Bush and me. Do a little fun kind of open uh, every week, and I think you really like it if you haven't checked it out yet. So check it out. Um, Twitter show every Tuesday, 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern. And it's interactive. You can get on the show. I mean, let's face it. We got some clever, creative responses, but I think our listeners, if they bring their A game, you're going to be on the show. You'll be basically be famous. Get get a lot. You got a shot. Some unclever ones, too. I mean, there's a mix. <laughs> yes, that's kind of par for the course. It is Twitter, after all. Um, all right, a lot of show to get to today. We have, um, let's see, what are we doing today? What is today's show? I'm all discombobulated after what happened with the technical difficulties. I can't take it, Erica. What you? T- I'm really sorry. The head of the audio engineering team is up here. This is not my fault. Bring him in here. I, I want to talk to him. I promise. We this don't blame not you. your fault. Not we don't yet. blame you, Erica. Not, not yet. yet. Next week. It's on you. If, it, if it's not figured out, that would be Deal. decision but, time. But how quickly did I get 
option B up here and set up on the floor. Today, God forbid we needed it. A nice Absolutely. job today on balance. A for effort, right? On balance. Erica brought a whole second auxiliary set of microphones to use if needed. Um, kudos to you. All right. So today we're going to um, – uh, a new segment called Show Me Something. <laughs> and that's a call to a player, a coach, a, a team – uh, that through three weeks of the straight from season. the Tappan Zee Bridge. <laughs> that for uh, rest in peace, the Tappan Zee Bridge. But like the, the is Jersey it gone? Guy stopped oh, dropping his G's at the end of the sentence. Yeah, um, uh, it was a team, a player, a coach, a GM, an owner. You know, after three weeks, an owner. You know, we're missing something here. All right, show us something. Hey, listen, I'm not. That's, I don't, I'm not going to be talking about an owner personally, but I don't want to narrow it down mm. too much, and then you guys get left in the no, cold. That, that makes Gre- sense. Mark, you're acting like you've never even heard of this segment. No, I've heard it. Today. What happened to the Tappan Sea Bridge? They replaced. Just, did it, it just crumble into one. the? No, they they built a new one I, next to it. I, and I have now no idea what's been, happening on the East Coast. Tappan Sea Bridge, for those that are not in the know, connects uh, Westchester County and Rockland County uh, in New York. I mean, so you brought it up. Not anymore. It doesn't. Point, you got to explain. <laughs> Where are those coal towns with, you know, $1.5 million houses there? <laughs> I, I mean, if you add all the houses together. Maybe no, no. If you add it, maybe one and one-eighth of the next it's like one. Bill, it's like Bill Clinton's pool house. Cole's making a big comeback right yeah. now. Westchester, listen, Bill Clinton, Ian Rappaport, all the fancy boys are in Westchester. Greg's family, if you lived in the New York area. That would be where they are. Over in Rockland, it's a little different where I grew up. Rockland, the no, hard land, all that stuff. It all started where I'm from. My parents uh, did live in Somers, which is not in Westchester. He's like a said Orange County. Ooh, it's like a Flintstone. Right above. Of course, correct. What that is that slander on Whatever Greg, that's called. Please. Putnam? I don't know. Putnam, Putnam County. Yes. Putnam is. That's a very nice area. I have nothing yeah, to say about fine. Putnam. No, I mean, good or bad. It's yeah. Lovely. I think Orange it'd be County. smart if we don't dig in too deeply on your hometown. <laughs> I would say visit the town of friendly people, uh, but just realize that it is a, it is a place where people earn a living. There's no trust funds in PR. True story. Look it up. It's what? It's not allowed? It's Do some legal. research. <laughs> That's all. Is there? I mean, there's no strawberry trucks in Pearl River, Greg. I mean, I, I welcome you to go to Springfield, Massachusetts, <laughs> and the towns around it, and enjoy the lovely scene. I've been to Springfield. It is no picnic. Um, I will agree. <laughs> <laughs> when have you been to Springfield? Uh, two summers ago when I had one of those East Coast trips. Oh, I had yeah. a rental car, and I thought, I'll go to Springfield and just see what it's see like. See where Greg grew I, up. I was going from A to B. <laughs> well, it wasn't to see. It's nice that I saw where Greg grew up, but it was stark. I quickly yeah. exited. It's been. It's on a lot of lists. I know yours was on the list of one of the nicest places to live. Right. Springfield always makes the list of the worst cities in America. But shout out to Springfield. Western Mass doesn't get enough representation. We come out. It might get we enough. come out on top. All right, so let's get back on track here. Spinning. <laughs> Today is um, show me something. We're also uh, going to preview the Thursday night football game between the Rams and the Vikings. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, and, of course, do the news. But I thought something uh, I haven't done in a while, and, and I think the NFL, the NFL might appreciate it. Maybe they won't, but I've been an employee at the company since 2010. Um, so I think there's a, a certain amount of gravitas that comes with that type of extended employment. So I feel like I can at least pitch <laughs> some slogans. And I use you, as, as always, using you gentlemen as the soundboard. Complete honesty. That's okay. what I look for. Okay? All gotcha. right. Fire away. Take That'll this responsibility top, very seriously. Top some of your old ones. All right, here we go. First one. The NFL. Are you kidding me with all this action? It's simply awesome. I like that. About it's about a five point three. Yeah, it's okay. it's quite wordy. You know, I think editing is important when it comes it's, to slogan. You got to think of where it's got. Like, is it gonna be on a, a poster or a okay. commercial? It's just a lot of. Words. I feel like it says we don't care about slogans. We're gonna do a slogan our way. It's little little too long. Okay. It's a little off off the nose, but um, I enjoyed it. Okay. How about this one? The NFL. We don't have a problem. You're the ones with the problem. Look in the mirror. B- Yes, love I, it. Yeah, that like is it. That, that is it. That's a winner. That, that solves I, all the league's problems hear, right now. Yeah, I don't need to hear a third. Who's going to mess with that? Because I, I think what <laughs> we're trying great. to do here is um, at a certain point, yes, you always want to be on guard. You want to be – there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of battlefronts that we're dealing with as a company. But maybe just come out aggressive. That's what yeah. that one is. You know what that slogan does? 
What? Walks in and owns the room like you're Don Draper. Okay, right. good. All right. right. So you mentioned that you that you in, in some sense believe that you have a lot of gravitas walking around the building. That that statement was imbued with I, some gravitas. I think we've learned in this political climate when someone comes after you, you just come back harder after yeah. them. It doesn't yeah. matter what the truth is. Yep. All right. Now this one it's like, okay, uh, we want to get the ratings. We wanna you know, we just we want the league to be completely locked in lockstep with our demographics and who brings in the money, the advertisers. How about this one? Football, it's a guy thing. I don't know. What do you think? Feels a little um, 1947. Yeah, just a bit antiquated. I don't uh, like that one. No? It's about no. as no. modern as that uh, Ant Twins <laughs> ad that you've been playing so much lately. You're shutting people out with that message. Yeah, I think you want to be, okay. be more You inclusive. know what? Including children, by the way. Fair enough, fair enough. Let me modify it. Okay, you ready, Erica? The NFL. A safe space for people of all colors, creeds, orientations. And twins. <laughs> I mean, should have known that. It's inclusive. That. It's welcoming. Uh, it's got a positive vibe to it. Yes, check. Green it's light. That, it's not that inclusive for like the triplets out there. <laughs> it just seems like you're singling out twins sure. is special. All right. Well, I'll send. I'll forward these all to Roger and see what happens. I mean, the second Feels one. Feels a little creepy. We, yeah, I don't like the last what? one either. Feels a little like the Pied Piper just leading everyone out of town and into. You know, major. The trauma. second one, the second one was the winner. I like them all, all right, because they're Roger all comes. better than what we currently have going with the that whatever they're trying to sell the game with right now. I believe that you're getting closer to what the is four. the slogan right football now? Football is family. We're not. I in mean, on football it? is not family when you're pulled away from your family forty to fifty hours a week to cover football. It's a fair point from you. Yeah, fo- football's putting uh, food on the table for your family. Well, that's fine. that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Let's the do rejoinder. some news quickly. Browns beat the Jets. Say your goodbyes to your family on the road. I'm rolling this thing into the lake. <laughs> That's what you get. If you watch the Twitter show, uh, you get a strongly uh, implied uh, homicide and a little bit of fun. Everybody, everybody wins. I think a lot of people correctly pointed out that you've been a good sport about the Jets thing. I'm not going to mention it ever again. You you can you enjoy you enjoy the moment. No, it's over. If you want, move on to ne- it's week four now. We move forward. I Come like for the seven. mirth, stay for the murder. Yeah, there's no way that like mirth the, and murder. <laughs> there's no way that the the Jets struggles and the Browns ascending to the top of the mountain will come up again on this podcast. <laughs> That's a quite an assumption. I, yeah, like well, I'm just assuming <laughs> that. I'm just um, penciling them in for the. Play. Let's start with some serious news. Uh, Vikings defensive end Everson Griffin, uh, he's battling a, a serious mental health issue. For the past several weeks, uh, it's come to light now. He's currently undergoing evaluation at a local hospital. That, according to Tom Pelissero, Griffin uh, played in Minnesota's first. And this is one of the top pass rushers um, in the NFC, certainly on the Vikings. He had 13 sacks last year. Um, he was able to play in the Vikings' first two games of the season, a half a sack in each contest. But, quote, and this again from Pelissero, the situation became unmanageable this past week when they ruled him out against the Bills. Uh, Mike Zimmer told reporters following the loss to Buffalo that Griffin did not play due to a personal matter, and there have been a number of reports concerning Griffin's status following the game. Uh, Greg, this is a uh, troubling matter around the Vikings, and you just hope that whatever is going on with Everson Griffin, this gets under control. Well, I'm just following... Mike Zimmer's lead on this when he talked about Griffin just saying that he's really worried about Griffin the person and less so you know whether he can play football or not they it was reported suggested that you know he undergo a mental health evaluation last week that there's been issues going on for a few weeks and that he voluntarily uh, checked himself into a hospital the details uh, which some of which have been disputed about what incidents and everything that preceded that to me seems really secondary because this is a guy who is like a captain of the team um, who Zimmer, who is you know, kind of a hard ass sometimes says is one of his absolute favorite players. One of the most important players. I think when you think about the Minnesota Vikings over the last you know seven, eight years, certainly throughout the Mike Zimmer era and that this is a serious enough problem to put his life just on stop completely. They thought enough of him and have thought enough of him to give him a six-year, $75 million contract last offseason with $34 million guaranteed. Which, that's was, someone, a, which was his third contract. With right. Too, which that's someone that you're building the team around, and they thought the world of the person, 
And it's a reminder that we talk about these guys and we watch their tape and we judge them harshly or we or we credit them for how they perform each week, you know, on Game Pass. But there's this whole other massive world going on with each of these players and what they're dealing with personally. And yeah, you just hope the Vikings can figure this out. Uh, moving on, the New England Patriots are dealing with. Uh, some issues, injury issues. They placed running back Rex Burkhead and linebacker Juwan Bentley on injured reserve. Uh, Burkhead suffered a neck injury against the Lions on Sunday night. Bentley, it's not clear um, as of uh, right now what the ailment was that he suffered, but he also uh, sent to IR. Um, Wes, this is an issue for the Patriots who have been banged up this year, and especially in their in their backfield. They just lose another guy that was supposed to be a key part of their team. It's amazing when you looked at this roster in April and May and you saw a really deep backfield, a really deep wide receiver core, wondering how they're possibly going to squeeze all these names onto the roster. Then you lose Jeremy Hill to an ACL injury. You lose Rex Burkhead to IR. You cut Mike Gillisley, and you're left with James White, who's a receiver, not a runner. They don't like to use him as a runner at all because he's not that good at it. Except to win the Super Bowl. And Sonny Michelle who has shown nothing so far. And I was going to use Sony Michelle for my show-me-something guy, but let's talk about him now. I mean, Greg has talked about the fact that this is a guy who came into the league with knee issues and then spent the offseason not impressing anybody in New England. Not picking up the offense either during the OTA minicamp portion of the season, which was on a lot of uh, reporters' radars, that he was coming along slowly and then he's been hurt. And I think you just have to watch – the games so far, and you know it's only been a couple of them, to just see he's he's not reacting quickly. He's a he has that quickness and he has that skill set you saw in college. But whatever is going on in his head, trying to read the defenses or understand what the team is asking him to do, play call wise, it's slowing him down. He's not playing fast, so he's, it's a it's a big problem because they need a running game more than ever right now. He's now the flag bearer for this draft class, which has lost first rounder Isaiah Wynn, who was looking great too. It's too bad. Second rounder Duke Dawson is on IR. Fifth rounder Juwan Bentley, who had been starting at middle linebacker and looked really good, is on IR now as of Wednesday. And your sixth-rounder, Christian Sam, also on IR. That's incredibly bad luck. If you see this team trading for someone, they love to They love to pull these trades. I mean, there's a couple backfields with an extra. Running back's there. a position that you can get cheaply, and so I think that's a great uh, point to make, Mark, and I could see them doing that. They have, you know, four, I think they'd like to evaluate Michelle probably even more for a few more weeks. We have yeah. a while to the trading deadline, but it also hurts their special teams. Burkhead and Juwan Bentley helped there, and that's supposed to be an asset for their team. They're, they have a lot of issues. Moving on, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in an interesting situation. Former number one overall pick, Jameis Winston, who's been leading them quarterback for the p- past three years, is off his suspension, available to play in week four, but Ryan Fitzpatrick has started the season with three straight 400-yard games and two wins for the Bucs. Uh, so it seems like this would be Fitzpatrick's job to keep. Uh, Dirk Cutter says he knows what the Bucks are going to do <laughs> against the Bears. He's just not saying it yet. Uh, here's what Cutter had to say. So I know there's a lot of interest uh, in the in the quarterback thing, and uh, I did talk to, to both uh, Jameis and Fitz, and it's, it's great to see Jameis back in the – Back in the building, with you know, he was he was here early and working hard. Uh, you know, welcome Jameis back. We're glad to have him. And uh, short short week, and uh, he assured me that he was ready to go, which I don't I don't doubt for a minute that he's been that he's been working hard. And uh, so you know, we know we know what we're going to do. Both guys know what we're going to do. Hope everybody can appreciate that. You know, it doesn't do us any good to to tell our opponents what we're going to do. So, you know, that'll that'll work itself out here as the week goes on. But, you know, we do have a plan, and, and both guys are aware of it. Mark. Come yes. on. Fitz magic in week four, right? Well, I know that Greg has an accountable hot take out there that this is going to all um, unfurl into total darkness. Yet another box. reason to watch the Twitter show. Please do. You can only see hot takes become accountable on the Tuesday. And Twitter in this show. case, you'd have to watch last week's Twitter show and then watch this one to find yes. out what we did to follow up on that. Lots of stuff. But um, I I don't know how if you're Dirk Cutter and you're playing to an interesting fan base. It's, it's just they're very much, to me, feel like a regional team if there is a regional NFL team. 
that they are feeling themselves right now. You've finally given this Bucks fan base something fun to watch, but it extends to the entire league. Well, no, it, and if you pull that away from the NFL right now and say, we're going to pull Fitzmagic out of the hemisphere to put no Jameis chance, Winston There's no in. chance that they are. That's the thing. Well, I mean, even, even the way that he just, talks about it, Jameis is going to accept whatever role I give him and, and do a great job in that role. You obviously wouldn't say that if you're starting him. Everyone knows Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting him this week. The only question I have is you have a bye week next week, and if Fitzpatrick really struggles, let's say he throws a couple picks against the Bears, which is easily the best defense that they've played. They've, they've played some pretty bad defenses. Will Cutter consider it during this bye week? Some I think it might be early for him to do it uh, right away, but it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Fitzpatrick struggled in this game that they did. I think if Fitzpatrick did not have the second half he had on Monday Night Football, where in the end you did see that same offense pop through, that then you then you have questions, but how do you pull the plug on, on, on Fitzpatrick? You, in you don't right really? now. He's leading the league in yards per attempt at 11 and still completing 70% of his passes. Number one in PFF's ranks, number two in passer rating, number one in big plays. You can't take out a guy like that. Let's uh, do some injury talk. Start with the Buccaneers since we're here already. Chris Conte, who was on the uh, hammer end of one of the all-time stiff arms on Monday Night Football from Vance McDonald. Well, it turns out that was uh, the last game of his season, it looks like, because the Buccaneers' safety has been placed on injured reserve uh, with a knee injury uh, that hurts the Bucks' secondary, which was already thin to start with. In other secondary news, the Los Angeles Rams, who, again, we're going to talk about later in today's show, uh, but Aqib Tlaib uh, is going to undergo surgery. Uh, he suffered a high ankle sprain. Uh, high, surgery on a high ankle sprain? Is yeah, that, that happens. Didn't is that a thing that happens? After the Super Bowl? Oh, okay. Aqib Tlaib suffered a high ankle sprain in Sunday's win over the Chargers. Uh, Marcus Peters. Also hurt in that game, he uh, is believed to have suffered a calf strain during the same game. He could be out two to four weeks, according to Rap Sheet. Uh, that is, Greg, that's going to really test uh, the Rams' secondary and son of bum. It will, especially because they, they don't have great edge rushers. So now you have a couple weaknesses in a defense that's looked good overall. But they do also – the Rams are so loaded. They have better cornerback depth than just about any team in the league. I think they like what Sam Shields has uh, showed them uh, – who, who am I forgetting? You have Nickel Roby Coleman. Well, he he's at Nickelback. I'm I'm forgetting. Count- Troy Hill has Troy played, Hill. played very well for them in, spot, in spots. In fact, he was playing better than Tremaine Johnson late last season. So they do have better depth at cornerback than most teams do. But this is a, a time for the Vikings to light them up. I mean, they have the best wide receiver group in the league, and this that's a weakness for the Rams. This week's top ten position ranks, my article, uh, Sam Shields is on it for afterthought acquisition. There you go. He had an interception in week two, broke up a touchdown last week, and now he's going to be maybe their number one cornerback. He was an afterthought. You know, it was always Tlaib and Peters, and oh, yeah, Sam Shields is out of retirement and playing again. Right, and he had a great offseason. He kind of he, – he was forgot. He wasn't in the league for two years. It's pretty rare for that to happen. Uh, finally in the news, five quarterbacks, as we all know, were drafted in the first round of uh, the 2018 NFL draft. In week four – Four of the five will be starting because Baker Mayfield will get the start um, against who the Browns playing this week? Mike? The Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders. In Oakland. Uh, in the Oakland. Raiders. And Josh Rosen. What took so long? He gets a start for the Arizona Cardinals this week. So, uh, and who do the Cardinals got? Somebody who's going to play in the 49ers. Oh, Ooh, never mind. Okay. Well, no. The 49ers got the Chargers. Well, they're, the the Chargers are play, the Forty Nine ers are playing Seahawks. the Chargers and the Cardinals. Cardinals got the Seahawks this week. Uh, so Rosen, a mix of the Cardinals and Chargers together. Uh, Rosen playing, Mayfield playing, Darnell playing, Josh Allen playing, and uh, over in Baltimore, it's waiting time for Lamar Jackson because Joe Flacco's gotten off to a pretty solid start this year. Um, great so, last week. Yeah. So the um, that's what's happening in the news. Okay, gentlemen. Okay. Who's excited? Mark just flashed multiple text pages to me, which means it's time for a Sessler segment. Mark, take no, it away. Every time I put these things on the rundown, I know they're going to be forgotten, so I have to flash the pages at Dan <laughs> or so it's going to get pages. completely lost. It, I, listen, I, I, I had nothing planned except in the middle of the night, I got a text from someone who often does not reach out to me, Ian Rappaport. Interesting. So really? I just thought I would show, I, he does not guys, reach out to me one-on-one very often. Like, how would you describe your relationship with Ian? I think it's professional. I enjoy yes. him. I think that there's a lot of uh, respect, at least from my angle, going towards him. 
I don't know. I don't know if it extends the other way around. But so here's, I'll read it to you, and you can assess it as you will. Yes. Hey man, I know we don't text often, but just wanted to check in and see how your season is going so far. This is Ian. Yeah. Wow. I know. I was not very Ian like right off the start. It's a text. Text. It's a long text. London looked fun. You guys really took the NFL for a ride on that one. Ha ha. Anyway. I've been real busy, as you Never know. Never written, haha. But okay. Well, he I've did last before, night, Greg. Before. That's what I mean. Are you going to comment on every line yeah. of this production? <laughs> anyway, I've been real busy, as you know, always answering the phone and talking with agents and coaches and players. Mark, one thing I can tell you, Colin, everyone has an angle. In my business, success boils down to keeping <laughs> them all happy. I share a little information with person A. Person A shares a little information with me. Trust is important too. Like I was just talking to Pete Carroll, who told me he planned to retire at the end of the season. He feels comfortable telling me that and informing my reporting, Mark, because I know he knows I won't pass his important information along. Outside of work, I've been chipping away at that fantasy slash science fiction novel I was telling you about, working title, Cities of Danderweer. It's set deep in the future in the seventh star system beyond Andromeda. This band of castaways from our planet have been traveling for 200 years, They keep having children to ensure that someone is alive when a suitable home is found. Problem is, the men and women lose their ability to reproduce so far away from Earth. No more babies. They don't know why. So, everyone dies away, leaving just one last little boy, named Enderly, Orly for short, as their ship veers towards this planet, Danderweer. I can't figure out what happens next, though. One last thing. Let me know if you have any podcasting tips. And also, would it be cool if we further overextended Erica and use her to produce my podcast too? Just wondering, as always, look towards the skies with a smile. Rap sheet. Ian is like, I'm not even joking when I say this, the last guy that, would, that I would think would ever write a science fiction book. Having got to know him a little bit over the years, this is a shocking revelation. The only person we did talk about it at the Super Bowl, and he doesn't want to talk to a lot of people about that. The only person I know who composes texts of that length is Mark Sesto. <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> the 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 least like it all. I know you're saying you would you'd be surprised that it was a science fiction, right? The most surprising part of it to me was that he showed consideration for Erica's workload, like he cared about another <laughs> human to that level. So that that yeah. shows growth from him. Well, that was nice. I see another side of it. And it is cute that he has a podcast now. You know. I think it's cute that he has a burgeoning midnight relationship with Mark Sessler. Right. Well, one's real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Everyone's oh. got a side podcast here. We need uh, Wes. When is Wes's your- Cincinnati Reds Tybee uh, bar scene t- podcast is yet to be roll out. I'm waiting I for don't, it. I don't know if that's ever going to roll out. I actually do have one cooking with someone that Dan knows very, very well. Really? News to come. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you may or may not have heard, but Lowe's is the new home of Craftsman, which means that at Lowe's you'll find an ever – oh, it's with Zumwalt, isn't it? It's definitely with Zumwalt. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> which means that at Lowe's you'll find an ever-growing selection of mechanics, tools, tool storage, and more in-store and online, ready to help tackle projects throughout your home if one of those projects happens to be in a really tight space to get to, then you definitely need to check out the 122th Ratchet. I mean, I talk about this every week. I mean, it's a lot of teeth. Everybody better have all those teeth. It has a three-degree arc swing. You guys don't know what it does? Not yet. Tell us. You still don't know? No, I, it gets into hard-to-reach places, which when you're putting together children's uh, items that is actually very helpful. A three-degree arc swing means you can loosen or tighten bolts with less movement in those hard-to-reach spots. Thank you, thank you, Mark. That should make it easy to tackle any auto or DIY project on your list. Shop the new home of Craftsman today at Lowe's.com/around. That's Lowe's.com/around. Okay, okay, everybody, get ready. It's time. No more messing around because it's week four, baby. Show me something. Player, coach, GM, owner, ball boy, landscaper, engineer, head engineer. The Bucks, the Bucks landscaping or just field management, I think, <laughs> could you certainly switch. show me a Hot seat. something. You laugh about the landscaping, but that's how Thomas Dimitrov got his start. Get the, the head engineer Absolutely in here. Right. I want to talk to him. One ear, one pod. Okay. Just <laughs> that will be fine. Sip through your straw. You are an adult male <laughs> sipping 
LaCroix out of a green glowing straw. I am leaving that pause in. I am not taking that pause out. We're all just going to sit here and think about how lucky we are to have this amazing studio that works at least 50% of the time. You just have to let that hard-to-reach drop go. (laughs) Show me something, player, coach, GM, owner, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Who needs to step up and show you something? Uh, Greg, you're going to get us going this time. I am, and it's going to be with some people involved in the Thursday night game, uh, but I, I just can't wait to talk about it. To, to that segment because I need to wow. see something. I'm just saying, yeah, that's very segment pressing I'd be issue. Let's let's show me something, Kirk Cousins and John D. Filippo. A little bit on my radar here. Uh, there's only one performance, and Kirk Cousins, who's looked looked really good in the first two weeks overall. In fact, made a number of like incredible passes in the first two weeks, was overwhelmed. And this seems to happen to Kirk Cousins about two or three times a year, where he just, I think he has. When he has a stink bomb, it's a little more messy than other top quarterbacks, <laughs> and maybe that's just what separates. He's a top ten to twelve type of quarterback. Still a thing, by the way, I, it, it's happening right now. Oh, they're out there. If yeah. you if you watch that Bills game, it did. Uh, but I mean, like the he means his, the actual sort of prank device. Yes, it should be. Yeah, he, he was he missing throws, and he was missing throws by quite a bit. Like by 10, 15 yards. Uh, he definitely. Greg's like, ha- stay on football. Do not talk about childhood toys. <laughs> I mean, what is childhood? Stink bombs definitely still exist. <laughs> okay. If you've been to some 4th of July parades, you'll see some, some stink bombs. <laughs> and twins. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that he showed you something in week one and week two, but because he didn't show you anything in week three, now you need him to show you something again? Yes, because it's okay. a big game for them. And he's a. It is. He's a I agree. A guy they were obviously paying a lot of money to, and it was just such a bad performance, and he was so overwhelmed. He held the ball too long on certainly one of those fumbles. And the bigger point I'm trying to make here is something that Tony Romo pointed out. I'm not smart enough to know, but he kept pointing out in the second half of that game. He's like, they got to stop calling the same plays. DeFilippo's just calling the same Ooh. plays. They're, they're, they're running the same plays out in the Tony second gotcha. half that they were doing in the first half. And it, he was also referring to a few of the times early on in the season, uh, even though that there were some great plays made, he was a little worried just about how that offense was coming together. You're going to Los Angeles. It's a big spot for your franchise. You're supposed to be a Super Bowl type of team. You're going up against two corner that you're – uh, a secondary that's missing their best two cornerbacks. You have the best two wide receiver, probably starting tandem in the league. I'm expecting him to do great, but show me something, Kirk this Cousins is, and John DeFilippo. First world football problems. If they're one and three, which there's a good chance that they'll be, if you know they're going to be underdogs in both these games, this is where I think Kirk Cousins kind of makes his money. You make your mark early on. You don't let your team go to one and three. Uh, this is why I wanted to show me something. Everybody on the Packers, that's not Aaron Rodgers. Show me something. This man is 35 years old. This man is playing his heart out for you. He, 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 did you guys get a chance to watch the poor guy try yes. to move on the field? I loved it. In week three. He's a warrior. That's and why I'm wearing this hat today. There you go. Wes is wearing a, a Packers cap. Um, and and what, what he's not getting is representative performances uh, from the guys on the team that should be delivering more. And, and yes, maybe Randall Cobb's in decline, but that was a woeful game uh, this past Sunday. Lance Kendricks with that terrible drop. Jimmy Graham has yet to really put his stamp on this team. But I also want to p- call out Mike Pettin and this Packers defense, which uh, thus far we have not seen, you know, everyone moaned about Dom Capers for years, and right now this defense is ranked 23rd, 23rd in scoring, 23rd in rushing defense, 21st in passing, tied for 24th in sacks, 19th in turnovers. I mean, they this remains an issue on this team. So I just think what the Packers need is for everybody to kind of raise their game a little bit and come up to where you don't have to get up to Aaron Rodgers territory, but you got to understand that this guy is dragging his legs over, around the field and still playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Give that guy a little bit of help. You called, you're going to regret it. You called Aaron Rodgers a warrior, and when I watched that game, I thought of Hemingway and A Sun Also Rises. He's like a he's like a bullfighter who's had you know 15, 20 years of experience fighting bulls, and he's got this style and flair that he plays with. Right, and he's still out there on one leg, getting it done, throwing off throwing off no legs. Really, he's throwing from midair. Um, inventing plays in the middle of it, and he's playing well enough. He's dragging his team along with him, and they're letting him down. And we are in this place with – with I know I think 
Wes and Greg, the scientists, you both had them as a Super Bowl pick. And I'm not ready to to back out and say the Packers are are, are a team in the decline and don't have a chance, but they need to play better. They, they, they are always they're always help. hoisted up as a Super Bowl pick for obvious reasons because when Rodgers is playing at the top of his game, they can beat anyone any week. But the way that they tanked last year and totally went to sleep when Rodgers got hurt, that got on my radar all season long. And I realize they're not that roster. They have different people in the building. But come on. I think they look better. I think there's a lot to like about the secondary. They should be 2-1. and one. The Vikings game was a little bit fluky. And Geronimo Allison is really playing well. I think Randall Cobb played well for two weeks. He had a terrible game last And Aaron week. Jones plays at a different speed than the other guys so, in that offense. He's doesn't help be a losing big... Mo Wilkerson, though. No. No, no. But they've got a good backup. Dean Lowry started all year. They they, they get the Bills this week. I'm really curious to see how the Bills come out in that game because I'm not, I'm not saying – who knows? This might be a different Bills team than we saw. Wes. Show me something. Steve Wilkes and Mike McCoy. When I said the yeah. Vikings have first world problems, I mean, the Vikings – Played awesome in week one, week two, right. and they just laid an egg. I'm in week saying three. this week, show me something. The yeah. Cardinals spent all offseason talking about their offensive line and David Johnson, and everything starts up front with establishing the run. David Johnson's averaging 3.4 yards per carry, and they have managed to make him boring, mm. not fun to watch. Um, Take a look at what Steve Wilkes' philosophy is and what Mike McCoy is doing in Arizona and compare it to the offensive gurus. Number one in the league, Andy Reid. Number two, Sean McVay. Number three, Ken Wisenhunt. Number four, Sean Payton. Number five, Todd Monken. Those are the five best offenses in the league, according to Football Outsiders metrics, and not one of those coaches has worked on establishing the run in September. They don't worry about establishing the run. They just assault your defense with touchdowns over and over and over again. Well, there's – I, I was listening. Warren Sharp had had a stat basically of teams that run the most on first down, and they're all the worst offenses. Yes, teams are averaging seven yards per attempt on first down. Show me that you get 2018 football. Somebody tell uh, Brian Schottenheimer that while we're at it. Mm-hmm. First, it well, you go out and hire these guys beat. that you know. Scott Linehan and the Cowboys. The Scott Linehan yep. might be the worst defender. Uh, Mark. I, this team gets banged around on this podcast a lot, and I'm not doing that. They're three and zero. They're the Miami Dolphins. Oh, no, no, no. That we're starting. Here's the thing. I'm not. I honestly, I kind of, I kind of get a little bit I, coming from a battered fan base where you're always a little bit defensive, and when you see something good, and everyone else just keeps washing over it and just says, "No, the team is junk. They're nothing. They're they're unchanged." But you have to show me something right here because you you are nothing in the AFC East until you go up against the Patriots and you make them pay. And Miami in past years, we've seen it, is the one team in that division post Rex Ryan's glory period with the Jets that does occasionally stick it to the to the Patriots and confuses them. The game last year was plenty totally an aberration. It's happened plenty of times. This time around, you have a Patriots team that's on the ropes. They're banged up. They're injured. They're mortal. If you can't go in and make a game out of this, and that means a win. I don't want to hear about it. Oh, we only lost by 10 points, and Ryan Tannehill completed 16 of 25 passes. Look how great we are. This is your chance. You want to, you want to talk, Dolphins fans? I want you to talk. You better do it, though, after beating this team. Not. I don't want to hear about some 14 points you lost by, and the refs did this or that. Take care of business or go quiet. That is a, a big ask. It's a little bit of a Sophie's Choice for AFC East fans. Do you root for the Patriots to get back on track or Dolphins? No, you root for the Dolphins. You root for the Dolphins. That um, tells you change is happening yes. in this division. Because yes. you don't know what's going to happen right next. Time. And it is right. It's absolutely the right time. Mark, you're pretty fired up over there. Buddy. Well, because I, I, do, I do think that like the Dolphins fan base in general, I kind of get why they're annoyed with whoever they're annoyed with. At the it, same time, you can't sit there and defend your team if you can't take care of business here. If you get a bomb dropped on you, go quiet. Schedule's been relatively easy, but it also hasn't been fluky necessarily the way that they've won. They're ranked second in Football Outsiders DVOA right now because they've been efficient. They haven't made mistakes. They've hit big plays. They have a really solid defense, and so far they've had good special, very good special teams. So it's it hasn't been exciting, but I don't think it's necessarily been they can fluky. Be a they've been team. the better team in each of their games, and they've won those three games. Uh Greg, uh, the desert people. Yeah. They giving the Dolphins any respect? No, they're they're making the Patriots way too big of a favorite. And I'm, you know, this isn't gambling advice, but no, 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 no. I if I was not a guys, if, that this is the right timing for the Dolphins to go in there. I think it's awful timing for the Dolphins. 
I'm sure the Bengals felt great in the on to Cincinnati week. <laughs> well, you don't want to and catch them, And last year, though. the Bucks felt great when the Patriots' defense was a laughing stock earlier in the year. My thought is, though, that just because that happened before, it's too easy to just say it'll happen again. I think there are, as a Patriots For fan, I've never, I've never been worried, and I think there are differences. I think they're going to get better, and I do think they're going to win this game, the Patriots, but I also think there are differences this year that are – real and are also, significant. I never thought that before. Bias. No, it's not. I never I never was worried. I wasn't, though, because I so thought I had, had a the, broad view of the, their team. And when this they had time, the 32 I think the broad, ranked defense, you, you thought that was just fine and this year is much worse? I thought that they were, yes. I On this podcast, I, I said that's a huge concern, but I was not worried that they were going to struggle to win games because I knew that the offense was going to be good. And this year's different. It's troubling. Uh, do we... We, we're a little short on time. Do you want to do a speed round? I'll do a speedy one. All right, let's do a speed Let's go one more round. Show me something. Philadelphia Eagles offense. Very lucky to be 2-1. and one, 19th in the league in football outsiders. I expected when Carson Wentz gets back, you get a little more explosive. This is the least explosive offense in the league. No big plays. And people all put it on Nick Foles. And that, that's fair to some degree. But a lot of the things that helped make Nick Foles, Nick Foles in the playoffs are missing this year. And you saw that last week where the running game's not quite as good. The playmakers, as Wes mentioned, are certainly not as good. And the Eagles offense just boring. Hasn't been a good offense. I think at they all miss Frank Reich a little bit. Yeah. Show me something, Dak Prescott. Uh, yes. The Cowboys, listen, they did a bad job. We all know that in terms of the weapons around him. But at the end of the day, uh, if he is a guy that's actually someone you build around and you give a huge contract to when that when that rookie deal is up, you look at them right now, 30th in total offense, 31st in scoring, 31st in passing, 31st in third down, 25th in red zone, tied for 17th in big plays, 23 in yards per play. This offense has gone down in each of the three years since he's been the starter. I know the offensive line's banged up, but you also have – a great, great running back in Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I think you just – an actual quarterback, a franchise quarterback, can make more with less, and he hasn't Aaron done that Aaron Rodgers. Yet. He has not done that yet. Wes? Titans offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur has shown me something the past two weeks. He's coached his butt off. I was worried that he might not quite be the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan guy. He's from those schools. But he's really being let down by the by the skill position talent on this team. Marcus Mariota played in a game in which he couldn't make all the throws physically because of a nerve problem in his arm. And Tajay Sharp's dropping passes. Jonu Smith's dropping passes. Corey Davis isn't making plays. These guys were drafted to be playmakers, and it's not happening. They need to they need to really step up for their quarterback and play caller who are doing their jobs. Mark, food service workers operating inside this building on Sunday. We have a nice meal for lunch. Appreciate that. It was a it was nutritious. Uh, a wide variety of items. Then, as we're still there for eight or nine more hours, in comes dinner. And what do they do in our crowded, uh, jam-packed little break room? The eight or nine tins of uh, leftover food that starts to smell awful. They just take the dinner trays and the new fresh dinner trays and just pile them on top of the old lunch trays. So when people come in for dinner, you have this massive stack. And by the way, the dinner was a totally unidentifiable, I believe potentially a Chinese feast of some sort. It was uh, w- weird pieces of meat mixed with something else. It looked like it was made in someone's kit. I don't know what's going on. And the thing is, you came in, you piled these new trays on top of the old. They're about to tip over. People walking in who are hungry walking right out because it was completely off the reservation in terms of a presentation for NFL workers. Let's get it together. Show me something this Sunday. Get get this thing fixed. Bad job with the free food. Wow. They did a bad job. It's not with free. The free food. It's not free. You could bring in your What do you mean food? it's not free? It's not free because I could be I could be eating food anywhere at my house for free. I'm there working. So we we are we are engaged in a task. But we are here working today but we pay for our lunch. So the Sunday is different in that they do provide somebody pays free. for it. I am not in the practice right now of letting anyone off the hook by calling it free food. We can call it free food when they get the thing done correctly next week. Let's try and see how it works on Sunday night. Let's start with the engineer getting the headphones right. Wow. This work place our way is down falling apart. Introducing on today's show. Yes. Audible Originals, a new member benefit. Audible Originals are exclusive audio titles created by celebrated storytellers from worlds as diverse as theater, journalism, literature, and more. Every month, Audible members get one credit for any audiobook plus two Audible originals from a changing selection that you can't get anywhere else. You 
also get access to audio fitness and health workouts created exclusively exclusively for Audible. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your fall with more stories like, oh, man, I don't know. What's, what's a great book right now in the game? You know what I have? I've bought Charles Kuralt's America on Audible, and I've listened to it. I'll Bang. You get go. your first audiobook free and choose two titles from a curated list of Audible originals. When you try Audible for 30 days, visit audible.com slash around or text around to 500-500. That's O. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash around or text around to 500-500. Audible, baby. All right. Let's close it with a little talk about Thursday Night Football. We've actually hit on both teams a little bit here, the Vikings and Rams. Um, so, uh, Greg, I'll throw it to you. What is something you're looking for in this game? I want to see Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue up close and personal. We're going there. And just watching them go against this Vikings offensive line, what? What are you making faces about? Uh, Erica had a, a fun bit plan that you just walked on. Whoa. So wh- yes. Why don't you tell – you should probably tell the rest of the show about no, it. No, she was here. I was she sitting right in front of you, and you looked at me and said, okay. Yikes. No. There's no way. But – No, she was right there, and she was talking to the whole group. definitely didn't me in the conversation. You were right here. Oh. You were – you I, haven't moved. I can't – I also have no idea what's happening, but I'm enjoying – I like the yeah, bit, Eric. It was a good one. The friction is enjoyable. It would have been a good one. Yeah. Go ahead, Greg. I honestly don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> that poor guy. I, I said it. I'm oh, a drug oh, oh. No Anything else in the game? On the game itself? Yeah, yeah. You ready? What are you? Are you ready for someone? some football? Uh, some will Thursday anyone? Night at party? Anyone? Th- this is the defense we talked about w- without Everson Griffin. Not the same one that we would have said before the season. This is the defense that can go slow down the Rams. And you just got body rocked by the Buffalo Bills, which is a game from outer space. So. You are here trying to save your season to some degree. I know it's early for Minnesota, but if you lose this, then you go play the Eagles and you're suddenly 1-3-1. and one. I don't know where you come back from on that, that situation. So be the first team to show us how to slow, slow down Sean McVay's offense. Hasn't happened this year. And a good, good point by Greg about um, the cornerbacks for Los Angeles missing and how much pressure that puts on the pass rush. Uh, because Kirk Cousins has been pressured more than anyone in the league this year. So that's been an issue for the Vikings. We thought offensive line was going to be an issue, and it has. We'll see if uh, the cornerbacks kind of mess up that plan for the Rams. This uh, system quarterback, Jared Goff nonsense, it's nothing new. It goes back to Paul Brown and and Otto Graham in the 50s. It happened with Joe Montana and Steve Young and with Bill Walsh in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, But I'm watching Jared Goff last week. Two-minute drill, first half, he throws a sideline rope to Robert Woods that is just outstanding. He has another play where he has textbook pocket movement, hits uh, Cooper Cup on the run down the sideline, and I'm thinking there's no way in hell 2018 Andrew Luck is making these plays. Jared Goff, maybe that says something about Andrew Luck too, but it also says that Jared Goff isn't just a system quarterback. No, he the, even the week before, he's making plays under pressure now, which I think was he's not a guy who's going to make a ton of plays off script, but he's making plays with pressure around him in the pocket, and he moves very well in the pocket. And he also that's has one of the highest l- release points in the like, game. That's something you didn't see initially. And the, what they're doing on offense is right now historic. I think we're lucky to be going to this game. They, they've had five punts in three games. That hasn't happened over a three-game period since 1950. That's insane. Johnny Hecker being wasted. Like right. Johnny Hecker can just take a nap. Trade him the, to a bad team. During the they, game. They have, I think, what do they have? They've one, how many three, three and outs? Johnny. Have? They've, they've had a ridiculously low amount of three and outs and punts, which I, it, it all goes together. It's just like, I know that the opponents the first two weeks weren't weren't that tough, but it's it's ridiculous. They better get in the end zone because the kicker they signed to replace Greg <laughs> Zerline is the same kicker they signed last year to replace. He's thick and terrible. He's... He's shakier than the guy the Vikings cut. There's some shaky uh, kickers in the game right now. Chris Boswell, I'm looking at you. Uh, the kicking game is like a little, little reverse of the quarterback situation. Yeah. It's crazy because Boswell was one of the best kickers in the league the last few years. Yeah. That's how quick it can turn on you. Let's pick this game, Mark. I, I actually think Minnesota is going to pull off a little bit of an upset here and win about 20, let's see, 28 to 26. Mm, Wes. Wait, weren't, wasn't your accountable hot take on the Twitter show just yesterday yeah. that the Vikings <laughs> are going to go on a three-game losing streak? I, I feel like it's there, there's some there's some different audiences there, and I can spread my predictions oh, wait, around wait, where wait, I cannot it, go wrong. Isn't that the 
the very opposite of being accountable? That's the quickest turnaround on accountable. <laughs> I will be accountable for that prediction, but I will also be accountable for this prediction where I predicted we, we, we my We have to clip that off for we're, the Twitter we're show. We're definitely right clipping that. Uh, Wes. I can't lose. That's how I you do it. I have the same feeling as Mark that the Vikings are really going to show up, but I also have way too much confidence in Sean McVay. So I'm picking the Rams. Give us a score. 32 to 27. I'm super high on the Rams. I think they're going to keep winning, uh, and I think they're going to keep scoring regardless of their opponent. I think the Vikings will put up a fight. I think they'll score some points. I think we're going to see points in this game. But I think ultimately let's go 38 to 28. The Rams beat the Vikings. I I see it like similar to the two of you that the the Vikings keep it close. This is a great week four game, especially for – yeah, Thursday night, because I think Minnesota is absolutely going to show up. I do think they'll slow down the Rams more than any other team has been able to. But I think the Rams are just the best team in football. So why pick against them at home? And by the way, sneaky little home field advantage now lately. The crowd has definitely been better this year. You can tell that they've been around in L.A. now. And it, it's it's given them a little bit of bump, I think, in their home games. And we'll Greg see would that. take a bullet for the L.A. Rams. 31-28, <laughs> baby. All right. I have an idea. Yes. Instead of just, like, talking about it tomorrow night, why don't we go? Let's go. <laughs> this no. this was the bit. We're gonna we're gonna go through it now. No, no, Erica, no. we can't go. No, but I really want to. I think family, it'd be really family fun. obligations oh. can't go. I don't think so. It's not. It's just not gonna happen. It would it, it would be tough to pull that off. You uh, know, just okay. with the show and doing. But it's in L.A. It's here. Why Erica, can't we go? It's not gonna happen. No. Okay, guys. Sorry, diehard. <laughs> I mean, that was the level of acting that you were going to bring to it, or this is different? It's pretty good. I I, she's I she's got, like, multiple podcasts to focus on now. We're going right. to get a B- version of Erica, thanks to Greg pulling her aside to do wow. his show tw- less than 24 hours ago. That's how it works in this Subscribe company. on iTunes. We need the help. Uh, all right. Yes, we'll be back Thursday uh, previewing every game and recapping Vikings at Rams, so make sure you check us out. And again, yes, the Twitter show, check it out. Uh, on any of our Twitter profiles, you can access it. It's a fun show, and it's a video show, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but let's get out of here. This is Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Yeah, girl. What? <laughs> <laughs> Till Thursday night. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.